my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Over the next few weeks, I'll be doing a few episodes on how to make your schedule and your life a little more resilient. Life can definitely be tough sometimes, but what matters most is how you pick yourself back up and move forward. Today's tip is about how to learn from wasted time. Because when we learn useful lessons from wasted time, well, it isn't really a waste of time. First, I want to put a definition out there. I have seen a number of books and articles lately waxing eloquent about wasted time. Usually, the person has decided to label anything that is not work or leading to a big personal goal, such as running a marathon, as wasted time. This allows the person to argue against something of a straw man, that the world wants all time to be work, and by spending time staring at the clouds, our author is fighting the powers that be. I beg to differ. Staring at the clouds is not wasted time. Hanging out all night with friends and family is definitely not wasted time. Puttering around with a hobby you enjoy is not wasted time. These things are all fun, and fun is awesome. Instead, I would argue that time is wasted when it turns out to be neither meaningful nor enjoyable for you or the people you care about. By that definition, puttering around with a hobby is not wasted time. But sitting in a meeting that didn't actually need to happen? Now that is a waste. Commuting on a day when there was no reason not to work from home? Well, that might be a waste too. Sending a hot email that then requires an hour of follow-up emails to walk back? Definitely wasted time. Looking for the shoes you misplaced? That can burn minutes too. Alas, these are all fairly common ways to waste time. So I will also put this out there. We all waste time. I waste time. Quite a bit of time, in fact. You probably waste time, too. I have seen thousands of time logs over the years, and I have yet to see one where every single minute was devoted to a professional or personal priority. When people track their time, they are sometimes dismayed by this. Some people don't even want to track their time 
because they figure they might be wasting time. Best not to let that be known. But you know what? This is short-sighted. It is human nature to spend at least some time on things that are neither meaningful nor enjoyable for us or the people we care about. And beyond that, once time is gone, it is gone. The best way to redeem wasted time is to figure out what we can learn from it. So I would recommend tracking your time, ideally for a week. Write down what you're doing, as often as you remember, in as much detail as you think will be helpful for you. Then look at the record. Note the times when you felt disappointed in how the time was spent, or angry, or bored. What was going on? Why did you feel that way? I have thought about this in my own life. I am more likely to spend long chunks of time scrolling around online when I don't have anything else I actively want to do when leisure time appears. So I try to always have a good ebook available on my phone and a puzzle I'm working on to nudge me off my screens too. As for work days, I'm less likely to wind up on unnecessarily long or unfocused calls if I'm clear on getting agendas beforehand. When I am excited about big projects, I spend less time on unfocused email checks. Make sure you've got work in your workdays that you want to do. Of course, there are always big projects that don't lead to anything either. I've been involved in several things over the years that have taken weeks, sometimes months, and not panned out. Maybe you have too. People start businesses that they eventually need to shut down. Or maybe you spend long nights on a project for a client that they don't wind up using. When we know time is finite, this can hurt. I would suggest never making a sacrifice that you will regret should things go differently. But try this for wasted time. Once the time is spent, think through how you can recast this time. What skills did you practice? What lessons did you learn? This can make you more resilient. For instance, I have several novels in a drawer that will never go anywhere. I have written books that were published but that very few people read. All of these I have taken to viewing as the equivalent of writing practice. They weren't the performances I hoped to have, but every hour of writing practice improves my craft for the books that people have wound up reading. Maybe a failed project introduced you to someone that you love having in your life now. Maybe it taught you what you don't like in a way you couldn't help noticing. That helped you figure out your real passions. When you learn from wasted time, it isn't wasted time. It's like reading a book or getting a degree. Since the time is gone, we're best off using these lessons as a guide to spending time better in the future. This is how we make our lives more resilient. So what have you learned from wasted time? I'd love to hear about it. You can reach me at laura at lauravandercam.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else 
Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.